I was trying to pick a restaurant to go to with a guy and he told me he didn't like Asian food. Oh my God. And, and I, I was like, okay, but like specifically, what do you mean? Because <laughs> like, I mean, American white dude, I figured he meant like either Chinese food or sushi. Yeah. Like, yeah, but I'm like, yeah. do you literally mean like any food on the continent of Asia? <laughs> the fact that he didn't seem to understand my question about getting more specific. <laughs> He's like, how could I be more clear? Like, Asia. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the one type of food they have there. <laughs> Hi, everyone. I'm Harley Bang Bang. And I'm Sarah, and welcome to our first recorded episode of 2022. We released one (laughs) earlier this year, but it was recorded um, back in October. We've been really (laughs) on top of it. So one of our, uh, you know, New Year's resolutions, so to speak, as a podcast is to be more uh, regular and consistent. (laughs) Um, But I'm curious, HVB, do you have any like personal goals this year, resolutions, whatever you want to call them? I do. And I'm, I'm nervous to tell you. So this is kind of an (laughs) annual resolution I always have, and it never really works, but I am really trying to wake up earlier this year. Uh, Ah, yes. This this goal that has lasted our entire friendship. So yes. And the reason I was particularly nervous about mentioning it to Sarah is just this morning, I woke up late to record our podcast. I woke up past the time we were supposed to start recording. So it is not off to the most ideal start, but tomorrow's always a new day. <laughs> yeah, I don't usually set resolutions, but I did try to like come up with a few, I guess, just better habits. I want to start at least while I'm still working from home because eventually that privilege will probably be taken away from me. So while I'm here, uh, I want to like, you know, read for pleasure a little bit more and just like start my mornings a little bit differently. Um, not like immediately get on my phone and look at all the terrible (laughs) things happening in life. There's other times of the day for that, but I've been trying to start the morning a little bit differently, drink more water, just like small little things. So fingers crossed for me. (laughs) Good luck. Good luck. That's a tough one, but I feel like it's a, it's an achievable one. Yeah. Um, I did, I downloaded one of those like habit trackers. So I at least get the satisfaction of like, checking something off at the end of each day. So we'll see how far that carries me through, but fingers crossed. Um, is anything else new with you this year so far? Well, yes, in fact. So I, for those of you who, who don't know, I spent the last six months living in California, which was amazing for so many reasons. It was good to get away from like the strict lockdown in my own city Um, but because I was there, I felt like a lot of my real life was put on hold, which I was fine with. It's not like my real life was something I was like so eager to get back to, but you know, I kind of had an excuse to not date anymore because I was like, I'm only here temporarily. What's the point? Um, but I felt like when I came back and I came back like new year's Eve. And so for the new year, I was like, you know what? I hate to do this, but I really feel like I should move my own life forward. And part of that means seriously looking to date again. Like I, I do want to meet someone at mm-hmm. the end of the day. I don't want to be single forever. If that's what ends up happening, fine. You know, <laughs> obviously I will adapt and, 
um, enjoy my life regardless, but I would like to meet someone and I'm not getting any younger. So <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck it. I will just get back on the apps because especially in, in a pandemic, there's really no other way to meet someone now. So I've been back on the apps for, I would say maybe a two weeks, maybe. Yeah. Two weeks ish. Um, and it's like just going terribly. I have to say it is, it is just not a good situation out there. I'm on Bumble. So I don't know how much that changes things. Like I can't imagine any of the apps are that great. Um, I had well, hired. You, I, I, so I, you used them a little bit like more casually in California, yeah. right? But did you use Bumble or did you just use other ones? Uh, so I previously used OkCupid. So la- this time last year, actually, when I first rejoined dating apps after many years, I went with OkCupid and I actually did enjoy it better. Um, and I, I, I will say, actually, overall, I do think OkCupid has been the better experience for me. So I probably will return to it if things, you know, if things don't get any better on Bumble in the next couple of weeks. But I thought maybe I should just try something new, mm-hmm. um, especially now that I'm back in my own city. Like I didn't have great luck with Bumble in California at all. But like you said, I was using it so casually there. I never really tried and also, I mean, California dating in California is sort of a different yeah. <laughs> situation. <laughs> the men there are just a different breed of men <laughs> overall. So I was like, let's see how they are, you know, where I actually live. Uh, so it hasn't been going great. And, but the good thing with that is that it gives us great content <laughs> for this yes, episode. <laughs> um, indeed it does. And, um, you know, hearing some of the stories HVV's been telling or seeing some of her screenshots um has just made us think a lot about like deal breakers and um and things like that so we've been wanting to record this topic for a while and then other just kind of more timely topics just kept coming to mind so we've asked um you guys a couple times on twitter to share some of your deal breakers and we've collected a pretty good list there's some ones on here that really made me laugh and there's a couple that made me feel personally attacked and then there yeah what the hell guys and then there's a couple that um you know I think are totally legitimate and I feel they should be deal breakers for everyone um but we figured we would get into some of the things you all shared and also just share a few of our own um we're gonna try to kind of um keep this limited to the early stages of dating so like seeing someone's profile on a dating app early messages with them and like the first couple of dates um obviously once you get more serious with someone there's plenty of other long-term deal breakers like views on children views on marriage finances um you know different things like that like sex drives matching up all those more serious things that we could do a whole separate episode about. Um, and if you like this one, maybe one time we will, but, yeah. <laughs> but, for now, yeah. but for now, we're just going to stick to the early stages of um, like profiles and messages and matching and first couple dates. So yeah, we can get into it. Um, I think the most common thing that I saw um, as far as profiles on Twitter and it applies to me as well would be just like a political mismatch. Um, A few people have even said like they've stopped even swiping on men that say moderate. Um, Agreed. And yeah, I have feel like I've done the same. Like when I first got on apps like five or six years ago, I was open to that um, because 
in theory, I don't need someone <laughs> to be like super extreme in their views, but these days, I feel like if a man writes moderate, it's probably not a good sign uh, <laughs> for me personally. And I'm sure there's some men that will take offense to that, but it's um, a fact So, <laughs> in my experience. So yeah, I tend to stay away from those as well. Um, I agree. Yeah. And, and I will say one common counter argument to that is what's the big deal? Or like, you know, back in the day, nobody nobody cared about political leadings when they were looking for a partner. And like, mm-hmm. if you can have friends with different views, why can't your partner have a different political view? And, you know, you can talk through your differences and, you know, basically a lot of people who tend to be conservative because they're the ones who get the short end of the stick on this. <laughs> they really try to push back and say like political views should not be a deal breaker. What I will say to that is one, people can have whatever deal breakers they want that work for them. Mm -hmm. But two, you know, it's not about the political views. It's about values for me. And if your political views are are right leaning, let's say that just tells me a lot about what your values are and and whether you consciously do it or not, you you do not place the same value on social justice social spending, Mm -hmm. healthcare, uh, including marginalized communities. Like you simply do not prioritize that as highly as you prioritize like the financial aspect of of government. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we, we just do not match up on what we believe in. And for me personally, these social values are such a big part of my day-to-day life and my day-to-day conversations, like it's, it's a lot of what I talk about, what I find interesting, what I want to discuss with my partner. So it comes up so often for me that my partner and I have to be aligned on it. Otherwise it's just daily fights. Yeah. Over, yeah, over totally topics. agree. And I think people that are like, well, what do you not have any friends that <laughs> disagree with you? Like what you need out of a friendship and what you need out of a relationship or like someone that hopefully will become like a longer term life partner of some kind. Like that is just very different. I do have a handful of friends that disagree with me on certain things. I think over the last couple of years, those friendships have become a bit strained at times, but, um, you know, I definitely do have those friends, but I don't need those people's decisions. Aren't like impacting my day to day or how I would structure my life or the things Mm -hmm. that I would, how I would run my household or whatever. Um, yeah. So it's just like, it's just different. I don't think that whole friend argument is really valid personally, but that one definitely came up um, a yeah. lot as did, and this is a more modern one, but a lot of people are saying they won't um, match with someone who's not vaccinated. And ah, I, I have yeah. to agree. Um, and I'm sure there's the occasional exception to the rule. Like if someone has a legitimate medical condition where they were advised which, which I have to. yet to I have yeah. yet to hear a legitimate yeah the only I'm just yeah. gonna say <laughs> agreed I've heard one and it was like a friend's dad and they're you know significantly older or whatever and the reasoning was legitimate um because okay. of just previous you know health issues that he had had um that's literally the only one in the <laughs> year that vaccines have been out that I've come across. Um, so <laughs> I doubt these uh, random people on Bumble and Tinder are, you know, in that category, but yeah, yeah, just, you know, for my own safety and not having to like second guess everything else I'm doing surrounding like 
going on a date with that person, you know, I don't want to have to overthink for the next two weeks. Like, am I seeing other people? Am I, you know, yeah. so yeah. That's well, and also then that brings into bigger questions about values too, which, yeah. which I think all, I think all deal breakers ultimately tie back to that. And yeah. for me here, it's, oh, they don't believe in science as a whole, right? You know, like <laughs> they believe yeah. in crazy conspiracy yeah. theories yeah. over experts in the medical field. Like yeah. that's a very big thing that I, I can't overlook. Yeah. Like, you, you are not smart. You're yeah. not smart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that actually came up a few times on Twitter. A couple people said, don't believe in science, which I assume is related to that. Um, yeah. Someone also said any serious conspiracy theory. And mm. I, I didn't have time to message. And that was actually, I, I believe I, I could be wrong. I'm just going off memory here, but I actually think that was a guy that said that. And I didn't have time to message him and ask for like more examples because there's a lot of conspiracy theories <laughs> out there. And I'm just curious what other ones he's encountered. But yeah, he said any serious conspiracy <laughs> theory, which Listen. I think is, I mean, I'm sure there's some theories that, you know, are more valid than others, but I can see how someone would just view that as a standard, I guess, deal breaker. But that one did make me laugh a little bit. Listen, I have to say something on that, dude. As someone who really firmly believes that the royal family was involved with Princess Diana's death, I feel like you should give some oh, I also, a chance. I also believe that. I, I yeah. guess I I guess I don't consider that like a serious <laughs> conspiracy. Oh theory. no. Well try to um, look up to like a, a hardcore yeah, royal I family. Guess, fan. Yeah, we might be alienating <laughs> some listeners by uh, we have a lot of UK listeners, but no, that's true. I guess the things that jumped to mind were like. George Bush planned 9-11 or like, <laughs> like, like things like that. Or I don't know, I, no, but that's because we're North American. So yeah, thinking, that's thinking true. that the that's queen true. killed Diana that, could be their equivalent. That is true. That. that is true. That's a good point. Um, I also jumped to like the moon landing was fake and oh my like, God. things like that. Oh my god yeah so yeah but that one um i did i always appreciate when men weigh in on our um <clears throat> random questions on twitter like this because it's good to good to hear their perspective yes yeah, um, um one that comes to mind for me personally at least in the profile stage is like not having any pictures that aren't selfies because that just makes me feel like mm. you don't have friends or like don't do activities. I know as we've talked about many times, I know men are not <laughs> going to be like, hey, bro, like, will you snap a pic of me or yeah. whatever? But like, you've not done anything in the last year or two that <laughs> is worth like, I don't know. I just I struggle with that. Someone else on Twitter said bad pictures in general, sticking their tongue out, things like that. Oh, um, God, sticking but, tongue out. which made me laugh. Um, they also, in that same response, they also said paddle boarding. Is that the only hobby men have? And I didn't know, if, <laughs> I didn't know if they meant like pictures of paddle boarding or like actually mentioning paddle boarding. Um, the way it was written, it could have tied into the photo thing, but either way, that one really made me laugh. <laughs> For me personally, I know this will not be true of everyone, but I have seen the occasional profile of men that don't like dogs. And oh, what? I, yeah, occasionally I've I never do. seen that. Uh, I mean, there's a couple of people on Twitter that also talk about this all the time. So I know these <laughs> men exist, but yeah, oh. I mean, I own a dog and 
probably always will. So um, that would be like a dating deal breaker for me. Like if I met someone in person for like a casual hookup and like went back to their place and whatever, like, I guess it wouldn't really matter. But if I'm on apps to date seriously, that would definitely be a deal breaker for me personally. Mm, Okay. Yeah. I can see that. Uh, One deal breaker I have, and this is, this is after like swiping on multiple people, having conversations with dozens and dozens of people and seeing a clear pattern I now just will not swipe on people who don't have anything in their bios. Same. I just won't do it because I'm like, and this is after giving these people a chance. Like I wasn't always this strict and uptight about the profile thing, but at this point I've, I've realized that these, these guys usually have nothing to say in a conversation. It's always super boring. I have to like do all the heavy lifting in the topics they never ask me anything. They don't follow up. So it's just come to a point where it's no longer like, oh, this guy feels awkward talking about himself and he doesn't know what to put in his bio, but he seems cool otherwise. So I'll give him a chance. Like now no bio means I'm not going to actually make conversation at all. (laughs) That's all it means. Yeah, totally agree. Um, and somewhat similarly, something that's always put me off is like, if the main thing in your bio is like, oh, I'm actually 35 or like, oh a, my God. like a correction. And I think a few yeah. tweets mentioned this too, like lying about anything in your profile as though that's not a setting that you chose. Like you right. put your age, like you put your height, like, yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah. So that's definitely a big one. Um, do you have any more profile deal breakers or do you think we should move on to messages? Um, I would say just yeah, a couple things put me off now. If a guy's profile makes it seem like he's all about the party lifestyle, that's sort of like an immediate mm. no. Like, especially if all his photos are of him in Vegas, in Miami, on a boat, drinking with his bros, just in like, you know, on a beach in every photo or at a pool party. I just, I feel like, you know, it may be that those are all the photos he has, you know, maybe he doesn't, he just doesn't, he thinks that it shows like a fun side of him. But to me, it just, it makes me think that our values again are not aligned. Mm -hmm. If he's, if he's in his thirties and he still just wants to be partying all the time. So men and women, I guess, just be aware. Even if you think those are the only good photos you have, it sends off a very specific vibe about you. And so that doesn't work for me. Um, on a more shallow note, I don't really like it when guys have like just a bunch of flags in their profiles of like all the places they've lived. <laughs> I like, I hate that. I just think it's so douchey. And I feel like if you want to mention it, cause it's a good conversation starter, there is like a cooler way to go about it. Like you could explain, like used to live in Ghana because I was working yeah. at whatever, like explain yeah. things, but like just listing, just putting the flag emojis. I'm like, God, you're such a douche. I mean, I also, I consider myself fairly well-traveled and I suck at like flag recognition. Yeah. So I feel like when <laughs> men put that, I'm like, great. Now I have to, if I even want to know what this is, I have to like go yeah. on a hunt to figure out what these flags <laughs> even are. <laughs> That's true. I've had the exact same thought. I'm like, fuck, I don't even know where this is. <laughs> It could be a place that I have like been to and I yeah. still would not know. So um, yeah, I'm also not a fan of that. No, hate that. Um, and then also similarly, like I don't, I usually won't swipe right on someone 
if their profile only has very generic things like like traveling like hanging out you know <laughs> yeah like yeah enjoy, you know watching netflix and hanging out with friends like basically a profile needs to give me a a glimpse into your personality and me something like and be something to um message you about yeah so like if I don't get any sense of who you are I have no idea what to message you about I like I can't swipe on you no matter how good looking you are and again it just makes me think like oh this conversation will not go anywhere when this guy is so bland yeah um agreed and like a few people mentioned like lack of travel as a deal breaker and I would Mm. tend to agree to an extent but I still don't necessarily want to see that like I don't need to see that in a profile you have a limited especially a bumble or a tinder profile like I don't need to see like love travel like I don't know I feel like yeah it's it is very generic especially when you have a limited um amount of space to write um so I feel like you know, maybe in a longer, okay, Cupid type bio, you could talk mm. about like your favorite place you've been or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I don't necessarily need to see a generic like love travel. But if I got yeah. to messaging the person and they said they'd like never left the US or whatever, <laughs> oh like, I mean, that's like a case by case basis. I've encountered a few people that have done a lot of extensive travel like within the US and just haven't ever left it. So I probably would. Mm. I would definitely have a little bit of a red flag in my mind about that, but I would give that a bit of a chance because at least they've like, they have a sense of adventure. They've left right. the area. Like they may be more geared towards like nature traveling. Yeah. And the US is great for that. Like it wouldn't be an instant deal breaker. Um, but if someone hasn't left the country at least one time by yeah. our age, like this wasn't That's necessarily weird. a deal breaker in my mid twenties or whatever, mm-hmm. even though I had done a fair amount of traveling I understood that everybody's finances jobs like everyone had a different situation but now we're you know early to mid 30s and if you still have never left the country like that's a I don't know I would yeah I would I would have some thoughts about that especially like being I mean I'm not American but you are so to me I as an American an American that was never left the country gives off a very yeah. specific vibe I'd be, I'd be like are you a, you're a nationalist then yeah right? yeah like, and that's even, what we're saying I don't need you to take some like yearly international trip like it doesn't <laughs> even need to be a, a huge part of your life but if it's not something you've sought out before meeting me then we're probably not going to be aligned on like wanting to do it together so yeah yeah. And like, if, they, if they also don't have a passport to me that's just like super yeah. it's like oh you're not even interested in it like yeah. you, don't, you don't even want to be ready to travel yeah. internationally and I, like I've tried to tell people because I've like encountered some people whose passports have expired or whatever and like mm. I get it the last two years or so we haven't really been doing international travel but I'm like America could collapse at any moment. Like you should always have a passport if nothing else to like flee. Exactly. Like even if you're not interested in traveling, like if you don't think that there's a need, like what if just an opportunity came and like fell into your lap to go on a cool trip or whatever? Like if you're not able to do that because you don't have a passport, that's a that is a problem. It's weird. They're like, no, I want to be in Minnesota forever (laughs) and ever, not leaving this paradise. Um, and then my, my last profile deal breaker is if, if I do not have a sense of what you look like and you would be shocked at how often I've encountered this, like, I don't know how often you saw this in your swiping days, but like 
This comes up, I would say like maybe one out of every five profiles. It's a pretty good number where they have a bunch of photos. It's not like they don't have pictures, but they're all with them wearing a hat and or sunglasses and or they're in a group and or I can't distinguish them from the friend that they're with. Like, or the angles are awkward. Like they're all kind of from the side. They're weird, candid photos. So sometimes I've looked at five pictures and I'm like, I still don't really know (laughs) what you look like. And that's also a red flag that usually tells me like, maybe they're not the most attractive person, which would be fine if I could just make that judgment for myself. But when they're, it, when it feels like they're actively trying to hide what they look like, that's just weird to me. And so that that's like an automatic deal breaker. I need to know what you look like. It's just sketchier if you're trying to dodge it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I think those are all of my, then so again, profile specific. This is before we start matching. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Once, messaging. <laughs> once so, the messages come, that's a oh, whole other ball game. Many more uh, deal breakers to come. So what, what are some of yours? <laughs> when I thought about deal breakers over messages, I mean, there's far too many to ever like really <laughs> include in a podcast episode. So for me, I tried to like think of a couple really specific ones. Um, mm-hmm. And the first thing that came to mind is that time that I was trying to pick a restaurant to go to with a guy and he told me he didn't like Asian food. Oh and, and I, tr- I was like, okay, but like specifically, what do you mean? Because <laughs> like, I mean, American white dude, I figured he meant like either Chinese food or sushi. Yeah. Like, yeah, but I'm like, yeah. do you literally mean like any food on the continent of Asia? <laughs> like is Indian food an option? Is like Middle <laughs> Eastern food an option? And I was like, so specifically, what do you mean? And he was just like, any food is fine, except Asian food. Like he would not get more specific. <laughs> and I'm just like that that to me was a deal breaker because number one, I enjoy many of those foods and I don't need you to like, I don't need a guy to like all the same foods I like, but if you hate all my top three food, like cuisine types or whatever, where are we going to go out to eat? Like that's probably going to be a problem. Um, but also the fact that he didn't seem to understand my question about getting more specific. <laughs> He's like, how could I be more clear? Like, Asia. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the one type of food they have there. <laughs> so yeah, that's the first Amazing. one that came to mind for me. <laughs> There's a, a really good meme about this and the meme did not take off the way it should have, I will say. Um, but it was like white people are like, I'm a quarter Polish, a quarter Irish, <laughs> one tenth Scottish, whatever. And then like, and then when they talk about people from other cultures, Asian. <laughs> uh, so true. So true. So true. <laughs> what about um, you? It's one of your messaging ones. So I, you know, I, and we talked about this recently. We have mentioned many times on our podcast that we want guys to ask us questions and engage with us in the discussion because we see far too often guys like will answer a question we ask and they but they don't reciprocate they don't ask us anything about us or even say what about you but on the other end of the extreme I am it's a bit of a red flag to me when you know you're trying to have a conversation with a guy and it starts to feel like a very impersonal job interview. And I had this very recently where the guy would, 
he would just ask me things about my profile almost in a checklist manner like he'd be like um oh like what are you reading right now and I would say you know I'm reading this like I just finished this book my new one I don't really love it so much but maybe it's gonna get better and I would be like what about you and then he would just be like oh yeah I mostly read nonfiction. so what's your favorite place that you like to travel to and like he would just kind of continually change the topic like Mm -hmm. and then into something I'd said in my profile but it would be in a very unnatural way instead of letting the conversation just play out every every other message he would just be like okay and what about this oh and what are what are your favorite tv shows how long have you lived here like it was just continuously question after question yeah yeah and jump and jumping around to different topics in a super abrupt way so it felt like we weren't really engaging in any conversation like there was nothing meaningful being said it just felt like he was following a checklist of things he had to ask me and so again, I appreciate the effort. I know we say we want guys to ask questions, but I was like, oh, not like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like lack of questions came up a lot on Twitter. And someone also specifically said lack of curiosity, which mm. I thought was an interesting way yeah. to frame that. So I think those are valid deal breakers. But yeah, if it feels like what you're describing is almost just poor conversational skills in general. Like if you yeah. can't ask a follow-up or like if you can't let a conversation take its natural course and like you know have a back and forth um yeah I feel like that's someone that looked up like dating app strategies and saw like <laughs> ask questions and then just came up with a list of like yeah they like ran with it yeah. yeah yeah they're like okay questions it's like no matter what I'll just keep asking questions yeah um so the next message thing that came to mind for me <laughs> was when white men use non-white emojis (laughs) I don't know why but it just really bothers me because I feel like there's something sinister behind it like I feel like there's some sort of like mockery or like like why either keep the generic like emoji color like yellow ones or whatever or if you are (laughs) going to pick a skin color like why would you not pick your own like these are supposed to be like a reflection of things that like you're doing or feeling if you're white why would you pick a black emoji like why like that just like I don't know let me guess they picked like the darkest skin oh yeah it's always yeah if they're gonna do it it's like a super like dark skinned like thumbs up or whatever and I'm just like why like this to me that feels like you're someone that would like do blackface in a costume And not see anything wrong with exactly. it. Exactly. Like, like, do you like, what? Why is this different than me dressing up as a football player? Yeah, exactly. God. So, okay. I have heard this one a lot. And to be honest, I am, I'm actually on the fence about it. So I'm curious what you think. Um, a lot of people have said as a deal breaker, you know, if they, if a guy asks, what are you looking for on here? So I, I, I'm just going to say, I, it's not like I love getting asked this question, but I do think it's a well-known fact that people are looking for different things. Mm-hmm. Like some people want long-term relationships. Some people want a relationship, but they are looking for something more short-term. And for I, I don't know how people know that. Maybe they're on the rebound or whatever. Um, and then some people want to hook up. Like, I think those are valid things if you're mm-hmm. being upfront about it all. But a few people have specifically said, like, I really hate it when a guy asks me what I'm looking for on here. So what do you think about that? 
Uh, yeah, I was surprised to see that as a deal breaker. I don't like to be asked it within the first couple of messages. Like, I don't oh, know, okay. like, like yeah. I feel like a lot of men do it really abruptly and mm. whatever, which is not great, but I think it's a valid question in general. And I understand someone not wanting to get like too far in um, mm. without knowing that. But yeah. I also think, um, you know, it's, it also can be a hard question to answer sometimes because I think a lot of people, myself included, are like, I'd like a relationship of, at some point, long term, whatever. But if I'm on apps, I'm usually also open to something more casual yeah. if that if it, you know, if someone's a better fit for that. So I, I do find it a bit hard to answer, but I can understand why they're asking. I wouldn't see it as yeah. a deal breaker. Just like do it a little smoother. Like it mm-hmm. shouldn't be like the third question you ask. I don't know. Um, but yeah, but in, would, their de- but in their defense, maybe they're like, I don't want to spend all this time. Yeah. I which is valid. Cause I don't like mess. Like I, I would almost rather know right off the bat. And then I'm like, okay, well I just won't continue talking to you. You're just looking to hook up. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I mean, yeah, this one, we can all agree to disagree. It's a personal preference, but I will say I kind of am on board with it, even if it is early on, because it just filters people out that much. Faster. Yeah. I mean, it's not a deal breaker for me if they do it early on. It's just not my preference, but I was yeah. surprised to see how many like people did say that was a deal breaker. Yeah. A lot of you guys yeah. do not like it. Um, there were, <laughs> there were two different uh music comments that really made me laugh oh um, my well, god yes. one was I think something we were both attacked by but the first one that was not a personal attack towards me um <laughs> the girl said enjoyment of contemporary country music <laughs> and then oh, I didn't see that one <laughs> and this was I think when we asked like a while back oh, like I found okay. like my old tweet and then she said like I really hate it and how are we ever going to ride in the car together which I thought was like a funny like you yeah. know reasoning for it I can see that but <laughs> the one that I was personally attacked by was liking Coldplay <laughs> yeah what the hell like what kind of <laughs> hater are you that you can't appreciate just like some chill mellow rock <laughs> that dates back to our high school days that brings me a lot of nostalgia and it reminds me of a simpler time what is so wrong with that listen I've been to two Coldplay concerts <laughs> in my life so. <laughs> that, that's my confession for the podcast <laughs> I've been to one and I would go to more if I could so it was like it was one just against my will ideally it would have been many more than that <laughs> I, you know, I will say I don't actually like their new stuff. Like I haven't liked their new songs in quite a while, but I still love them just because of the nostalgia. Like I was in, I was in grade 10 or, you know, I was 15 years old when they first came on the scene. So like, I have a lot of memories associated with Coldplay and like very simple times yeah. in my life. Yeah. I was, I was really taken aback by that, uh, that personal attack. <laughs> um, no, I, I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, someone shared, and I, I assume by like the way he told this story, um, that he himself is Indian, but, um, some, he had commented that, um, some women will make like culturally specific, like negative comments towards him like oh like yeah I've been to India like everyone there was you know such and such way but you seem different like almost like oh making him seem like 
better than yeah, other yeah, yeah. Indians. Thank, which, like, and also like, thank God you're not like yeah, the people from your country. Yeah. Um, which like obviously as a white person is something I don't have to deal with in the dating world, but I can imagine <laughs> that that probably happens like quite often and would be super annoying. Um, and like I said, I always appreciate when men respond to our, <laughs> our questions. So yeah. I appreciated that story um, being shared. Yeah. Um, another, another thing that's sort of like a deal breaker for me early on is it's not so much a deal breaker, but I'll just kind of give up is if they take a very long time to respond to messages, like, because you need some kind of natural flow in order for things to progress. And look, I get it. We're all busy. I mean, we're all in a lockdown, but whatever. We're all busy in theory. We're all tired. We don't have like energy or motivation to be on apps. So I can give some wiggle room but like if we've been engaging in messaging for you know a few days or like a decent amount of time but like there's always like a 24-hour turnaround before I hear back from a guy I do lose interest at a certain point I'm like this because you can't keep that spark and that chemistry so like I've just dealt with this recently where like there was a guy I was interested in but like he consistently took over a day to ever get back to me and I think I'm just going to cut it off. I'm like, this is, this is too difficult. I even like suggested we do a video call at one point and he kind of like dodged it. And then he just, you know, asked me about something else. So I think if, if they're taking too long to get back to you and, or they're not initiating some kind of interaction, even if it's a virtual call, uh, I think they're just kind of here to waste my time. So yeah, I, I think, if, yeah, I think if it's consistent like that, that's a red flag. If it's like, you know, I may not hear from someone during the weekend, one weekend or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like I can, if it's like a one-time thing or an occasional thing, I can just assume that they're busy at least in like non-lockdown times. But, um, but like, if it's like consistently taking that long, then yeah, you're not taking this process that seriously in my opinion. Yeah. Or you have someone else on the go and you're just keeping me around as a backup. And like, I understand that strategy, but it's also, yeah. it's a waste of my time. So I'm not going to indulge it. Yeah. Yeah. And similarly on the lockdown note, I will say one big, like one thing I really take issue with is if it seems like a guy has nothing going on. Like if you ask him what he was up to, he's like, Oh, not much, you know, just hung out. Like, look, we all give that answer sometimes, but if, you know, if it seems like every single time you ask what they've been up to and they never have anything to share, even if it's just like, I watched this new show on Netflix or like, I read this, God forbid a guy says I read a book, but like, I I feel like I never encounter that. Um, You know, like when they never have anything specific to share with you about what they're doing in their lives. Like, I don't know about you, but I hate that. I'm just like, I'm not do you either not have any personality or you're purposely withholding things? I yeah. Don't get it. And like in the early stages, I know nothing about you. So anything yeah. you could be sharing is new information. Like once right. I've been dating someone for a while, if I ask them like how their day was or what they did and they're like, oh, like not much. I have a sense of what that means for right. them. So like, yeah. it's different once you are further in with someone, but in the early stages, I know literally nothing about <laughs> you. Like give me something, even if yeah. it's just like, Oh, I, you know, binged a season of a TV show I've been waiting to watch or like, whatever, like something yeah. like literally anything is, is new information. Yeah. And like, you can also, 
even if you really feel like you've done nothing, there is still a way to make it conversational. So yeah. like, for example, the other day a guy asked me like what I've been up to. And like, I, I had had one of those very unproductive days where like, I got like no work done. I just, I couldn't focus, but like I said that I was like, Oh, honestly, not much. I just, my focus is completely shot these days. I don't know if it's the pandemic, but like, I, you know, I just can't get myself to be productive at work. And like, I'm not saying that was some amazing response, but at least I, I tried to make it conversational and he could have been like, oh, me too. Or like one thing I find helps is this, if I can't concentrate, yeah. like there, there's something you can build on with that. But if you're just coming back at me with like, oh yeah, no, I didn't really do much this weekend. Like what, there's nothing for me to say to that. Yeah. And so I, I get that a lot with guys and it's, I, I'm no longer sympathetic about the pandemic. I'm like, no, there's something you can give me. Yeah, agreed. All right. So that pretty well covers off some of our deal breakers when we're in the dating app stage, when you're still just looking at profiles and, you know, in the initial messages. But I'd be interested to hear what some of your deal breakers are at the early date stage. Like you are now on your first, you know, maybe your second date. What kinds of things at that point would make you decide that someone is not a good match for you? So I'm sure there's a lot of things that can and have happened, but um, like a few really specific stories came to mind. Um, Like this first one, this is kind of a unique situation because I was actually trying matchmaking for a bit last year. Um, That could be a whole episode in and of itself. Oh my God. Yes. We'll get into the details of that just yet. (laughs) But um, basically the matchmaker would set up the date for you and you would never actually get the person's phone number or contact information. So you would just show up at the date and time. And if you were like running late that day or whatever, you were supposed to call the restaurant and let them know. Um, So I showed up to one of those dates and someone from the restaurant did come over and let me know that my date was running a little bit late, which I appreciated that he did call. But then when he showed up, he just didn't even, he was like 15 or 20 minutes late and he just didn't even acknowledge it. Like there was no like, Oh. Oh, sorry for being late or anything like that. And like, I get he did his part by calling the restaurant (laughs) but I don't know to me that was the equivalent of sending a text to someone you met on an app and letting them know like hey sorry running a little bit late you still apologize when you get there and like the fact that the fact that he didn't just to me set the date off on like a really weird foot and Mm -hmm. we were in like a major city so I was trying to mentally give him the benefit of the doubt of like maybe he was looking for parking or whatever because parking in this area is really really tough But then through conversation, I later found out that he took an Uber to the date. So it's like, you chose to leave the date. (laughs) Like, like, I don't know. So yeah, I just thought that was really inconsiderate. And like all things considered, you know, 15 to 20 minutes late, not the best look for a first date, but I get it. City traffic, like there's plenty of things that could happen. It wouldn't have been a deal breaker to me normally if he had just acknowledged it. It was really strange to me that he didn't. Yeah, that would put me off. And like, and I say this as someone who is late very, very frequently. And like, I, I'm always very apologetic about it. I don't know how much that really, you know, I, I don't know how much that helps the person that who I'm late to meet probably is annoyed regardless. But like, I feel like the least you can do in that scenario is mitigate it and show that you actually feel bad because like, you shouldn't be late. I know I shouldn't be late. So I, sh- I, I feel like I should be acknowledging that I appreciate the person's patience. Whereas 
this guy, it almost seems like he just felt entitled to be late. He's like, I don't care that you have to wait. Like, yeah, you, you know, that's not. Yeah. It, it gives off a weird vibe that he doesn't care that you. you yeah, were held and up. like lateness doesn't bother me that much. Like, it's you know not ideal, but things happen. We've all been late. If it's someone that I know well and I know that they're always late, I'll just tailor my own yeah. like, arrival <laughs> times to them. But exactly. yeah, I mean, I think acknowledging it and just apologizing can go a long way and at least like recognizing that, you know, it wasn't ideal. Um, so yeah, it was very, very weird to me that he didn't. Yeah. I could see that being the kind of thing that like, it's very hard to come back from when someone just mm-hmm. kind of like moseys on in and doesn't apologize. It would be hard for me to forget that for the whole rest of the day. Like I would just be thinking about it and it would be hard for a guy to make up for that. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Do you have any date deal breakers? So one thing I've noticed just does not work for me is when I go on a date with someone and I notice they're super like, hyper and all over the place mm. just as like a personality trait mm-hmm. um did you ever watch that sex in the city episode with the jazz guy <laughs> <laughs> oh my god you should watch it it's just the like- name of that though like reminds me of people that i have been on dates with i know the exact personality type that you're yeah <laughs> yeah and it's sad to say that the jazz guy is probably one of the most realistic characters that I've seen on TV. I was like, yes, there are guys exactly like this, just like all over the place. Like, I don't even want to say they have ADD because I feel like that's disrespectful to people with ADD, but like they just are hyper. They jump from topic to topic. They're theatrical in their gestures. They act things out. You know, they have to like put on an accent if they're telling a story and somebody in the story had an accent, you know, like they're just very theatrical about it. And so it is too much and it is too overwhelming for me personally. Like I can't deal with that. That is a pretty quick deal breaker. Not because I think they're a terrible person, but I just know our personalities won't jive. And and if I get overwhelmed on a first date I think it's gonna only get more annoying over time and yeah um, I wouldn't say I'm a chill personality but I I I think I need a little bit of a calmness in who I'm dating yeah yeah I mean and I think it's worth noting that like some of these are obviously general rules that people shouldn't do like if you're late to a date fucking apologize but like (laughs) some of these deal breakers are personal like that that person would be a great match for someone that appreciates that type of personality like it's just not a match for you and I think that's important for people to keep in mind when you're talking about deal breakers and I think this next one that comes to mind for me also sort of like falls into that category um I was on a date last summer with someone who used to live like in the city and had since moved out to the suburbs and I was asking him if he missed the city or if he preferred the suburbs or whatever Mm -hmm. um and he told me what part of the city he used to live in and um and so I was asking like oh have you ever been to like this like outdoor like food truck beer garden area or this museum like I was just asking him about things in his former area and he said something along the lines of like yeah I like when I moved there I was really excited to get out and try all those things and I lived there for two years and I just like never really did and um, like I kind of you know like I didn't really get to do those things Uh, and like 
he didn't express regret. Like he wasn't like, I wish I had taken advantage of my time more there. Or Mm -hmm. like, there was no regret. It was just sort of like a fact. And (laughs) that was like a personal deal breaker for me. And I'm sure it wouldn't have been for other people. Um, Some people are more like homebodies and don't need Mm -hmm. to try new things in their city or whatever. Like that may not have even registered in some people's minds, but to me, I'm like, you lived somewhere new for two years. Like, and he moved from far away. Like, it's not like he grew up in the area and like the city was accessible to him. Like he was moving somewhere new and just did not like look into it at all. And Mm -hmm. like, and also like, he didn't drink and like some of the things I was naming were definitely activities that you could easily do and like not drinking wouldn't be weird so like it was also weird that like I don't know like you haven't even it just struck me as like he hadn't tried to even find a community of like like like-minded people in this time there I don't know it just something about it was very like very odd to me he was a nice guy I would have considered like a friendship with him like he would have been like a chill person to like grab a coffee with every now and then or whatever but like for dating that is that's just not aligned with me like it was a yeah I can see that again like going back to someone's values or their overall personality type like it's not the fact that he didn't explore a city it's that I think it's more what it says about him and that he's not probably not very adventurous that it doesn't take initiative doesn't yeah make plans like all of these things that are important to you and important to me too. Like I, I would also be a little bit put off by a guy that just didn't really explore or take advantage of certain opportunities. Yeah, definitely. So I get that. Um, my next deal breaker that would only come up on an in-person date, and I'm going to preface this by saying it's controversial, is if a guy doesn't like offer to pay the bill on a first date, like. I don't care what anyone says about like equality and feminism, blah, blah, blah. like especially <laughs> if he suggested going on a first date and suggested the the plays, um, it's going uh, for me personally, that would be a very hard thing to come back from. Like I would just lose interest really quickly because I do think at the end of the day, a first date should be your you putting your best foot forward and trying to impress the person you're with you know it's like a job interview as they always say so to me if a guy doesn't care enough to offer to pay it almost feels like he doesn't care enough to try to impress me and for all he knows maybe I wouldn't take him up on it maybe I'd be like no let's split it like he doesn't know but if they don't even offer it doesn't feel very gentlemanly and yeah it just feels like he doesn't really care to uh to impress me. So I, I'm not a fan of that. I can't really imagine a scenario where I'd give someone a second chance if they didn't pay for the first date. (laughs) So it's funny that that was your, that that was the topic you just brought up because my next one also has to do with paying. I'm not, I'm not as strict as you on that topic, but this weird thing happened once. And I might have actually told this in our worst date episode. I don't remember, but it was a weird enough story to me that I'm going to repeat it. (laughs) But basically a guy asked me on a date and he was very like, let's go to this restaurant at this time. Like he did a great job actually planning a date, which men Uh, never do. And he was like, yeah. And he was willing to come to my area, which I live in kind of a weird area. Like it's also kind of rare. Um, so I was like, 
great. That's what off to a good start. And then like a couple of days later, like the day before the date, he said something like, you know, just a heads up. Like I prefer to split like the bill on the first date. Oh. And I was like that. I didn't, I don't even care if someone wants that on the first date personally, but like, then don't just pick the restaurant and not really give me an yeah. like, and it wasn't like a super fancy restaurant. Like I could afford it either way, but that's not, it's just the principle. Yeah. No, I said to him, I was like, look, I don't have a problem splitting the check, but if you're going to say that to people, like you should let them know in the date planning stage, because Mm -hmm. maybe I would pick something different or like would prefer to just get a drink instead or whatever. And he was like, Oh, I'm sorry. We can still do those things. And I was like, no, I mean, this restaurant (sighs) happens to be fine. And I'm just (laughs) letting you know, like, that's not cool. So we go on the date. It's fine. Like nothing special or whatever. Then I get up to go to the bathroom and I come back and he's paying the check. And like, I don't know if he just felt bad for not giving me a say in the restaurant. Like maybe he was trying to do a nice thing, but it came across very almost like sleazy to me because it was like, you made this big song and dance about having to split it. And then you not only offered to pay it, but tried to sneaky pay it when I was in the bathroom. Like it almost felt like a move, like, Mm. oh, I'm going to say that we're going to split it, but then I'm going to show you like that I'm enjoying (laughs) so much that I'm gonna pay he was like like, playing the long game with yeah and I just like that did not sit well with me Mm. like something about that just like really put me off even though like in that situation because he was so forthcoming picking the restaurant I do think he should have paid but don't say we're gonna split it and then get like I don't know it just it was very strange or if you do want to do that then I wish he had just waited until I was there and just said out loud to me, like, Hey, I'm really sorry about the, like back and forth about the date. You were right. I should have like, you know, asked you or whatever, like, let me get this one. Like he could have said something if he was trying to like apologize, but I don't know. It just felt very performative to me. Well, what I don't like about this, I'm totally speculating, but I also think I'm right. Um, I think that this was all like a strategy on his end like I think he's trying to avoid going on dates with girls who just want a free dinner so I think he was pretending that he was going to split from the beginning just to see how you'd react because I'm sure he's had girls that ghosted him once he dropped that bombshell on them yeah so I think he was like basically testing you and then you go on the date he was like okay cool and now I have the option to not pay for her if I need it but if I like her, I will pay. Like, I think that it was all just to buy himself extra options. Yeah, which is just them. shitty to me. It's so like, shitty. Like, don't fucking test people like that. Yeah. Like, if you, you know, like, you can't be like, I'm going to not pay unless I really like her. And then I'm going to look like a nice guy because I told her from the beginning I wouldn't pay. Like, it all feels so strategic that... You know, like I get it. Dating's hard and we need to we need to filter people out somehow. I mean, this episode is on deal breakers. But I think when you're specifically testing people from the get go, there's a whole different feeling that comes with it. Yeah, agreed. Um, And like, if that's your rule, like if you really believe that people should split the check on the first date, a lot of people are going to disagree with you, but that's fine. Like look for someone that agrees with that. I mean, Mm -hmm. like, I just, I don't know. I, it did feel like a weird test and I did not, did not enjoy that. No, I'm not, not a fan. Um, all right. So my 
my last sort of date deal breaker is when it just feels like we can't get a plan together. And, and again, I admit that I kind of hand over the reins a bit more to the guy to plan it, especially if he suggests meeting up. Like, I like to see some effort and I want, I kind of want to see what they do. Like, are you going to think of a restaurant, think of a bar to go to, think of an activity? Like, I kind of just want to see how they handle it. Um, Partly also because guys I've dated in the past, like actual relationships, this has been an issue for me where they weren't really involved with the planning. It all fell to me. And that, as it turned out, was a very big issue for me. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm sort of wary of that now going forward. There are girls who love to plan and that's fine, but I know I, I'm not like that. So the first day is a good opportunity to see how they go about planning a date. And so I've had a bunch of guys that just like, cannot make a decision and they're just like oh I don't know where do you want to go they can't even narrow down what neighborhood they want to go to what like what do you want to go to like a bar or a whatever coffee shop like when they're just not helping you at all make any sort of plans and it's just all back and forth back and forth like I don't know I don't know I don't know like that drives me up the wall and you know it, it has been almost like a hundred percent of the time that those dates in person, when they finally did materialize, didn't go well because, right. <laughs> you know, like it's that, that's usually going to feed into their personality. They're not like the most assertive or, you know, engaging to talk to. So yeah, that's kind of a, a red flag. I've now noticed if they can't just plan something as simple as a first date, um, again, another girl might be totally cool with it, but it doesn't, it doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think that's totally fair. All right. So to end off this episode, we're going to read some of the best responses we got on Twitter when we asked for your particular deal breakers, some of which I must say ended up being very surprising. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> some I was like, wait, what? So I'm excited to share them. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have time to read all of the responses that we received, but we assure you that we got a kick out of all of them. Um, and Sarah, I'm actually curious to hear your thoughts on some of these. Oh, so. I have many. So. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All right. So here we go. Uh, Twitter user Anna Hopeful had, had a few deal breakers she listed for us. Lying in a dating profile, for example, the wrong age in the profile settings and then saying can't change it. It's not rocket science. So I agree. I encounter <laughs> okay. this all the time on Bumble and I'm it's, like, what the fuck? It's like, so annoying. You literally manually put in your age. It's not like back in the day, it used to be hooked up to your Facebook. So you actually couldn't change it. But mm -hmm. now all the apps have done away with that. Now you're manually putting in your age. So and they like, confirm oh. like that something pops up and it's like, you're 32. Like it like yeah. asks you before you right. know, Yeah. <laughs> There's no excuse. No, that's bullshit. <laughs> um, Anna goes on to say, adding LOL at the end of every message. What's so funny? I mean, agreed. That's also weird to me. And uh, and this one I, I loved. She says, weird habits about things that are important to me. For example, one guy didn't drink hot drinks. That means no cozy cuppa in bed. The and hot like, drinks thing made me laugh so much. Like... <laughs> It's, and I, I feel, I don't know if I'm just having like deja vu or whatever, but I feel like I know someone else that this happened to like, oh and God. I could just be making it up or maybe she's talked about this on Twitter before. I don't know, but this sounded 
familiar in a very strange way. Um, I the person I have in mind that it might have happened to is like not on Twitter. It's a real life friend, so I'm gonna have to ask her. But if there's two of these men out there <laughs> in two different countries, like that is a problem. <laughs> so weird. And like Anna is in the UK. I assume this guy was too. So it's like a British guy who doesn't drink hot drinks. Like he's not gonna drink tea. Like he's weeded out every single girl yeah, at that agree. point. Agreed. So, I don't know. He needs to revise his drinking habits. Agreed. Uh, the next Twitter user, E-L, E-I-L, their deal breaker was sideways photos. Oh my God. Oh so my true. God. 100% agree. Um, yes. It is. I think when we talked about like worst dating profiles, we've oh, seen another episode. Yes. Yeah, we brought this <laughs> up. So we're with you. And it just makes it seem like you don't take online dating seriously enough to even like quickly check over your profile and be like, hey, did my photos upload? Okay. Like you clearly just don't care at all. So I, I, I'm with you. I think that's also a deal breaker. Uh, gift queen lying about height. Absolutely. Like I, I don't know why guys do this because you can literally verify it. It's not like weight where it's like, you never, it's hard to pinpoint someone's weight, especially mm-hmm. if they're tall or short. Like you don't really know the exact pound they weigh, but height, like guys, it's so obvious. Don't lie about it. It will just piss us <laughs> off. <laughs> um, and Bumblebee had, had an interesting one. She said teetotalers, which, okay. I gather this means someone who doesn't drink alcohol, right? Okay. Yes. And I don't know, like, I feel like this has to be a British phrase, yeah. but I brought this up with some American friends recently. And one of them said that they had heard of it or that it was becoming more common here. I have literally never heard this outside of like UK Twitter. So yeah. Yeah. I assume it's fully a British term. Well, yeah, that is also my assumption. My friend does not agree, but uh, (laughs) whatever. I have never heard it outside of UK Twitter. And it's funny because when I first saw the term, I was almost like it could go either way because it could intuitively it almost sounds like someone who drinks a lot like, like i agree totally like, drink a lot yeah and like they're just like teetering all over yeah. the place like stumbling yeah. around like agreed. The, the, the definition is not intuitive for agreed. what it is agreed. so anyway putting that british lingo aside bumblebee says teetotalers or her deal breaker sharing a bottle of red on the sofa is a must um, and I have to say, I, I'm a very, very light drinker. I mean, I got drunk this past weekend, but like, that was the first time in like probably two years, if not more. Um, so anyway, as a light drinker, even I would have a hard time dating someone who didn't drink at all. I just, I think it would be too hard. And like, there are a lot of social events where like, you want to be able to have even just a glass of champagne at a wedding or something, you know, like yeah, something. So I would even though they might say they don't judge me for drinking, I would feel a little bit judged. And so I'm not, I don't think I could. Yeah, I agree. Um, It's always been kind of a deal breaker for me. I tried to this summer, I went on a couple dates with people that didn't drink because I was trying to like, just cast a wider net and keep an open (laughs) mind. And there were definitely things about those people that had nothing to do with their drinking that made them a deal breaker. One I mentioned (laughs) earlier was the person who never explored a city in two years. Um, So like, I can't boring. I can't like like, the whole package seems like a boring guy. Yeah. Like I can't blame the non-drinking, but it just like kind of fortified in my mind that like, (laughs) that's just not the personality type for me. Yeah. 
Okay, so our next few Twitter responses. Um, Jem said, asking what I'm looking for means one thing only, which we talked about this before. And like, that has not been my experience, but I guess in their experience, if people are asking that, it means they're trying to hook up. I'm not sure, but I was kind of surprised by that one. Yeah, I will also say like, I I can see why it would be annoying if um, on the app, you can usually put like what you're looking for. Like it's a drop down menu. Yeah, so you can say true. like, you know, date or casual hookups, whatever. So I guess it would be annoying if you've each listed what you're looking for and then they still yeah. ask you. That would annoy me. Yeah, agreed. Although from what I remember, I haven't used Tinder in a while, but I don't think you can list it on Tinder. So I would understand oh, okay. asking, but yeah, I do agree on apps where it's listed, just like read the profile. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Cheryl W. Oh my God. Hilarious one. I laughed so hard. So she started with being patted on the arm after as a goodbye after a date. And like we reacted to that. Like, oh, what did you do? Or whatever we said. And then she followed up with, I married. <laughs> not, not one of my best life decisions were divorced and should have taken it as a big red flag. That made me laugh so hard. Could you uh, imagine if a guy pats you on the arm? I feel like that is something that would happen to me on a date like I can think of some people I've been out with and I like, I actually thought to myself when I read that tweet like has that happened to me? because it seemed very in the realm of possibility but yeah um Kev Liam said liking Coldplay and we've already discussed this and I do yeah. not condone this as a deal breaker no, sorry you're, you're wrong you're wrong, you're wrong. <laughs> um, yeah. girl in Islington said flirting is fun but too much innuendo or becoming too sexual before I've slept with them is seriously off-putting uh, agreed um and she <laughs> said also beards I just don't like the feeling of kissing them I do not agree so don't agree either yes um single girl agreed with no beards and added no one lazy I want someone active and adventurous I jump out of planes and swim with sharks they don't have to do that but don't be a complete scaredy cat um which is fair I also couldn't date anyone messy or who was interested in video games um and then she also added um or a chronic pot user I think she said that she doesn't mind like occasionally but it couldn't be all the time I I'm with her on the, on the weed. I, I mean, for me, to be honest, um, actually another deal breaker of mine is just if they smoke weed in general, like I, I really don't like it. So I'd have a tough time with that. Even, I mean, obviously there's exceptions for if there's like actual anxiety or, you know, some reason they're doing it, but definitely if it's a chronic usage, um, it's going to be very hard. Yeah. To it doesn't, with. it doesn't bother me as a general rule, but I definitely need to know more about how they use it. Like if they're one of those people that like wakes up and uses it to like (laughs) start the day before they do something like that's a problem. If that's like a daily occurrence, if it's like you're using it to wind down at night or whatever, I'm like, that's to me, that's not different than having like a glass of wine at night, you know, whatever. Every night though, but every night, yeah. Any doing any substance every day (laughs) is like a bit much, but I just mean like, as a general rule, if I know someone smokes weed, I wouldn't rule them out because of it, but I would definitely like have questions or need to observe like the way that they use that, I guess. Um, yeah. And then the and- combination to have like the video games plus the weed, I feel like that's yeah. a very, 
specific kind of person that it does really not... paint a picture. Uh, <laughs> um, and then Janet raised a lot of good deal breakers, um, racism, sexism, ableism, mm-hmm. biphobia, transphobia, Trump supporter, um, all a good list. And then yep. goes on to say in quotes, calm down. It was just a joke. You're so sensitive. Geez. That's oh. like a huge pet peeve of mine. So agreed. Same. Um, obsession with money status or weight, mm, anti-vaxxer, yep. all fair, um, <laughs> presuming a dumb subdynamic where none was negotiated, also fair. Um, and then in quotes, I don't deal with switches, choose one, which is just like a weird <laughs> thing to say. I mean, yeah, I can totally see why that would be a deal breaker. I, that's unfortunate if that many people have said that to her um Janet put up a very good list yes that was a solid list (laughs) we agree with all of that uh Eva Veronico echoing my earlier sentiments said these days if it's if they can't pick a place to meet especially when the date is in their part of Uh, town the their their part of town is a huge deal breaker for me if we're meeting somewhere or you're coming to me I don't mind playing a role in the selection but yeah, yeah if it's your part of town and I'm coming to you you need to have some ideas yeah I mean come on like where do you go just take me there <laughs> like it's not hard exactly uh and Evie goes on to also add also not respecting my need to see their face and meet in public first I mean any guy that doesn't understand why you want to meet in public like run just hundred percent fucking run 100%. away percent yeah and lastly, Evie says, any guy that messages that he just loves giving massages. <laughs> oh my God. And as someone who like, I really love massages, even I'd be put off by this. I'd be like, uh-uh, nope, you're going to kill me. Like hundred percent. Yes. Agreed. Um, one of our responses from a male, which we always really appreciate. Jonathan Burnham said he has zero tolerance on flakiness. Anything over 15 minutes late or canceling slash changing plans the day before and I was done so that's very interesting again as someone who is late quite a bit but I would not fault someone like if that's why they chose to write me off like maybe I'd be a little bit you know it bruised my ego a bit but that is a part of my personality and so if if someone is put off by it probably better to uh write me off sooner rather than later so we don't waste each other's time I guess yeah um and uh, the next one I'm gonna read is very controversial. It was Ooh, uh, <laughs> we have thoughts. We have thoughts on this. Uh, and I apologize if I'm not saying the handle correctly, but Kintsuki girl said she would. It was a deal breaker for her that a guy ate curry in a high end restaurant with a spoon like her issue was that he used a spoon and many other people or just maybe yeah. not many but several other people agreed and I felt personally attacked because yeah this is something I would do <laughs> I have done it I do it all the time I I hate this as a deal breaker first off and I asked my Indian friend I was like do you eat curry with a spoon she was like yeah so it's like that is literally how you're supposed to eat that meal so I feel like certain cultures that's the respectful thing to do so I don't know maybe in the UK they have some like weird issue with spoons like I don't know I just like I love curry like I love all the flavor it has and whatever and I want all of that liquidy like part of it like I want to catch that in a spoon I don't just want like 
the meat or the vegetables or whatever's in it. Like I want the whole thing. And the only way to get that is with a spoon. 100%. <laughs> this one and very like, deeply upset. No, me. it like it hurt. It, like that it was a deep cut, I have to say. I appreciate it. Um and Sarah Stackhouse mentioned her deal breakers were lack of interest in travel, very fair, their thoughts on kids, political stance, and feelings on mental health. All of these are super, super valid. These are very major long-term topics and issues you're going to encounter throughout your relationship. So yes, you need to know from the get-go that you're aligned on all of these things. Mm-hmm, and sure. Basic Bumble Bitch said her deal breaker is or are dick pics with bad lighting. <laughs> and I agree, bad lighting. I, so disrespectful. Like, give me good okay. lighting. Yeah, I I laughed so hard at that one, especially because like, as a guy, you're already kind of taking a risk by even sending a dick pic. Like only yeah. some people and in some context or whatever, is that even okay? So if you're going to take that risk, like give it your all, like make it a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I remember like a few years ago, this guy sent me one. And like, I had previously told him, like, I don't really like getting done. Like he was fine with it. We were just like casual hookup buddies. But then like one time he sent me one and it was like kind of in black and white. And he was like against the shadows. It was like silhouetted. And he was like, (laughs) (laughs) and he was like, I know you don't really like these pictures, but what if it's all artsy? And I was like, my God, still no, but I, I appreciated the effort he put into it. I don't know very odd oh my god um lady lorney and Saber. i may not be pronouncing that right my apologies but they both said negative talk about their ex and or their children's mom being crazy i totally agree that's oh my god. a red flag um bex runs it had a very funny one um she said when i go to a guy's house and he turns on his tv streaming stuff and he doesn't share an account with anyone that to me is a red flag like you have zero friends willing to share with you. <laughs> that made me laugh because number one she's a real life friend of mine and i never knew this about her um but i have to say i I personally don't agree. Like, I don't think my mind would ever go there. I feel like if anything, I would be like, oh, wow, you can afford all these streaming (laughs) on your own. Like money is no object to you. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I feel like I would have the opposite take, but I did really laugh at that tweet. Um, The funny thing is like, I actually really thought about this one when she said it, because this would have probably never occurred to me. mm -hmm. But now that I I'm thinking about it and I'm trying to put myself in that scenario where I noticed that um I almost would wonder if that means he's kind of like a selfish stingy guy like it could be mm. not that he doesn't have friends but like it, it is sort of weird when you think about it to never share any of these accounts with anyone so yeah like, that is true I guess yeah I guess I was more thinking about like friends that would give theirs to him I wasn't even thinking about like him giving his yeah two friends so yeah that's a fair point now it's going to be something I notice like in all the time house that I'm ever in so (laughs) I'm going to check this immediately now so thank you Bex (laughs) um Hari said lack of chat and curiosity and not being an adventurous foodie um and then he is the one that also mentioned the weirdly specific digs <laughs> about his culture that we talked about earlier which agree um are not cool and I 
Um, I agree with like the being adventurous with food thing. I don't need someone to like everything I like or like every type of cuisine, but I do really enjoy trying different restaurants and different kinds of food. And if someone was not yeah. into that, I think we would like struggle going out. Um, yeah. if that makes sense. Um, yeah. capital Katie is the one we referenced earlier that said enthusiastic enjoyment of contemporary country music. I can't <laughs> stand it. And how can you ever get in a car with someone whose music you hate, which I thought was very funny. <laughs> so true. And especially because in all of my relationships, weirdly, we've had like a lot of long car rides. It's just been like, mm-hmm. just cause you know, you go away for weekend trips and whatever. Um, so yes, you, you very much need to have some overlap on your music. Yeah. But- yeah. I think I agree that there definitely needs to be some, like if there's none, it would truly it's, be it's just weird issue. Yeah. um especially I- like I feel like especially for people like you and I who like to do like weekends away or yeah. whatever like I would probably be in the car with someone I'm dating a fair amount so yeah. there needs to be some overlap but if they liked something that I didn't like as long as they didn't put it on around me I wouldn't care yeah but it, it's funny that capital Katie brought this up because one thing I've noticed just with myself the more I've been swiping lately is um, when, when I'm sort of like unsure about a guy or maybe I'm like 60% into him, but not fully when I see, so on Bumble, you can like hook up your Spotify, I guess it lists your top artists. One thing that's actually helped me filter them out is what they listen to, which sounds really superficial. I always feel weird doing it, but like, listen, if all they listen to is fucking like EDM and not so, <laughs> so not even like country music, I will say like, it's more like if it's club kind of music, if it's all like DJ Tiesto and like Avicii <laughs> and like, I don't even know who else, but you know what I mean? Like it's all Vegas pool party music. If that's all they listen to. No, like, I like, I'm it's always... a very specific kind of guy who <laughs> likes that kind of music. I'm honestly always shocked when people even connect their like music <laughs> things to that. I'm like, yeah. I, cause I know that people can really judge based on your music. And I'm like, I mean, I really like my music, but you know, you're going to see if you, if you went to my like top Spotify playlist, you'd see a lot of like weird indie music. Yeah. And like, I don't need that to be like the first thing I'm putting out there <laughs> to the world. So personally, I would never even connect that that can come up in conversation later, but, um, I guess kudos to those brave enough to connect <laughs> their music. <laughs> yeah you don't even know like what you're putting yourself out there for like you're later going to be talked about on a podcast about yeah, how right. stupid your music <laughs> taste is but I also show in a but like I will say like you're right I don't think that many people hook up their music so it's sort of like, to my point for someone to hook it up and want to mm-hmm. put it out there, like your EDM must be a very big part of your life that you wanted it out there. So again, like it's a specific kind of guy. And I feel confident that we are not going to align on our lifestyles <laughs> and our values. I feel good about that deal breaker. <laughs> as long as it's not cold play. <laughs> Yeah. Well, now my, now my deal breaker is guys who don't like cold play. So thanks for that. Kev Lean. <laughs> when we said people were going to be featured, we did not tell them they were going to be called out. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're in our black book. <laughs> um, 
we had two guys actually, um, Nath and David, both mentioned political leanings, which was interesting um, because you don't often hear guys having this as a deal breaker. Maybe more of them mm. do, and they just don't talk about it as openly as women do. Yeah. But um, I was surprised to see that, but surprised in like a positive way. Um, but then David went on to clarify and say that he's gone out with conservatives before and it's fine, but there's conservatives who believe in low taxes and private sector, which is fine. And then conservatives who think we should shoot poor people. So it's where they are on the spectrum, which <laughs> fair, fair comment. And I think that's to my point earlier this episode, like I use, I mean, I, wouldn't have swiped on anyone that called themselves conservative, but I was, I did used to be willing to give like someone that said moderate a chance, like hoping yeah. that they'd be that like, you know, fiscal conservative <laughs> or whatever. But yeah. these days those are just like pretty non-existent and it's usually yeah. more of the second kind of person that he mentioned. So can't yeah. risk it. <laughs> no. Yeah. And I think that's a pretty good note to end off on. It's, it's very fair to not want to date someone who thinks we should shoot poor people. Yeah. That's a a good deal breaker. (laughs) Yeah. Very legit. You will not hear any arguments from us on that one. Um, So if you guys agree or disagree with any of the deal breakers that we've mentioned on this episode, we would love to hear from you. You can always tweet or DM us on Twitter at love life liquor or you can email us at lovelifeandlickerpodcast at gmail.com. And if you've been enjoying our podcast, we'd love if you could leave us a review on Apple or Spotify. Um, and please feel free to suggest any topics you'd like us to discuss in the future. Like I said, we're trying to record a little bit more regularly in 2022. <laughs> so we are open to ideas. Um, and thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.